Hey, welcome back to The Urban Monk, Dr. Pedram Shojai, back in studio, happy to be here. Just got off a five-day Qigong intensive where I got to hung out, hang out with a lot of our uh, wonderful, delightful students, and it was yummy. It really was. Sitting around doing Qigong for five days, I like it. Uh, I am back in studio now. It is good to be in studio because I have one of my dear friends visiting, Dr. Trevor Cates, who has come in from Park City, Utah, uh, by way of a gajillion towns because she's on a PBS tour, and I get her here, so we get to hang out for the day. So hi, welcome. Hi, Pedro. Yay, it's great, great to, to be here. Great to have you back. Yeah. So you're on PBS tour um, mm -hmm. for your new book slash amazing thing that you're doing, which mm -hmm. is this beautiful clean skin from within message. And uh, it's, it's resonated with me. I mean, okay, so just a qualifier here. Um, I'm the idiot that like would wash my face with a bar of hand soap until my wife found out and was just like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> and so I had no idea about any of this stuff, uh, being a dude, and then all of a sudden, you know, they jumped in, and then Trevor's like, honey, I got you. So I've actually <laughs> been using her skincare stuff uh, for, I don't know, it's been months now. Um, and people have said, yo, you look good. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I'd say some of it's Qigong and a lot of it is just, you know, kind of taking care of my skin. So thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as you know, in my book, I talk about how clean skin comes, a lot of it comes from within. Partly it's what we use on our face, but that really feel like the skincare products, the topical stuff is like 20%. So it's important. But I feel like 80% is really what we do. Um, with our diet, lifestyle, stress management, exercise, all those kinds of things, addressing the root cause of the issue. Because so much of dermatology is about just covering up and suppressing the issue. And so what I talk about, and this is the message that I've been excited to get out there, is that there's, there's so much more we can do to address the root cause of what's really going on with the skin because skin is our magic mirror. It's our largest organ right on the surface of our bodies. So it gives us great messages about our overall health. So we want to address that. This is this is one of the challenges I have like actually in my marital life because my wife loves red wine. And I have now been shown time and time again, I don't need to make this mistake again, that drinking even one glass of red wine gives me dark circles under my eyes. It's yeah. just my liver can't, I, my body doesn't like red wine. And so it's like I can go through a gajillion cosmetic mm -hmm. things, I can go laser my face and do all sorts of stuff. But for me, the answer to that really is stop drinking red wine, you dummy, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and that's like how my wife likes to hang out. So I'm just like, I'll right. have tea, <laughs> right? Like right. I, I gotta do something. And it is one of those signs that your body's giving you, this is one of your trigger foods. And, and so certainly it, it may not be red wine for everybody, right? Dark circles can be from other foods and beverages, different things. Um, but it, it is a sign that you're, you've had something that is a trigger for you and that's not probably good for your liver. And so it's showing up on your skin. And that's why I love the skin because you can look in the mirror. You don't need to go in to see a doctor and have x-rays and MRIs and stuff. I mean, you, you know, if you need to do that, you can. But for skin, it's right on the surface of your body. So just look in the mirror and go, oh, yeah, I've got more of the dark circles today, or you know, puffiness under the eyes, or you know, my skin is dry, or people are breaking out. These kinds are, are signs that something you're doing is not so good for you. So that right there is kind of a, a heavy, sticky point, right? Because most people will look in the mirror and be like, hmm, 
Who do I call? How do I get somebody to fix this for me? Like, why is this happening? I'm so frustrated, right? And to turn that around and be like, okay, what have I done? What have I ingested? What have I exposed myself to? Like, what is this a symptom of? Yeah. Right? That that, that kind of loops us into a a kind of a reality of personal responsibility that the, the medical industry has really, you know, taken us away from, right? Which is like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I, you know, this cream is your answer. This laser is your answer. Right, and, and there's so much of that. And I think one of the things that happens is we look in the mirror and we're hard on ourselves too. We look at like, oh, you know, what can I do? What, what lotion can I use to cover it up? What makeup, for women, what makeup can I use to cover it up? And then going a step further, okay, I need to go see a dermatologist or a plastic surgeon or somebody that can Botox or fillers or invasive, other invasive procedures or some really expensive toxic skincare regimen because there's so many toxins in skincare products. Okay, so let's talk about that. I have uh, an issue like our, our local mall there's like a couple things in there we take the kids to. There's like a Ferris wheel and whatever. So sometimes we take them, we take them out, right? And um, the easiest way to park is to park through, like park in this one place and walk through the Nordstroms, right? And I boycott it because I literally start to get a headache walking through the cosmetics yeah. slash makeup area of that place. I'm like, I just, every time it makes me feel icky. And then I started looking by your suggestion at some of the things. So, you know, we sat there and we did this before, like she's been on the show before and we just, you know, she, she's like said, okay, look, here's the, you know, I don't want to throw any of these brands into the bus, although I should, you know, here's like, you know, uh, your cosmetic counter ingredient 101 and you start reading it. And, you know, I studied this stuff in school and I couldn't pronounce 80% of the stuff on there. So what is it? Like what, what is this crap that we can't even pronounce and what is it doing to us outside of like this surface layer of the skin? Yeah, it's, it's terrible because I think so many people just think about what they're putting topically on their skin that it's gonna stay there, that it's not going to, or just not even think about it because it's part of their beauty routine. They don't think about the fact that your skin is permeable. It's an organ, it's, it's uh, your protective layer. It is, many of these ingredients do get absorbed into the bloodstream. So if you can't eat it, you probably shouldn't be putting it on your skin, right? Hold on, if you can't eat it, you probably shouldn't be putting it on your skin. Yeah. That's interesting, right? Yeah. That that right there is something I don't think anyone has kind of connected the dots on, right? Yeah. And maybe that applies to like all the other topical stuff, like your toothpaste, would you swallow it, right? Like why, <laughs> right. Like, you know, there, there's, right. A, there's a toothpaste brand that I was just looking at and it's just like, it had, like, uh, it had uh, triclosan in it. Mm-hmm. It's like, excuse me, why? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, then there are so many ingredients that are a real problem. Um, in other countries, like in Europe, they've banned over a thousand ingredients in personal care products. In the United States, the FDA has only banned 11 ingredients. Mm. So they, it's really left up to the consumer to, to figure out what's safe to use because uh, um, unfortunately, our government's, it, government's not protecting us against exposure to toxins in personal care products. And it's, the skincare industry is kind of a joke as far as regulations go in the United States. Um, there, really, there really isn't a lot of regulations. It's, they're not regulated the way that certainly drugs or foods are regulated. And so let me give some examples because instead of just, you know, talking about, you know, how to scare people, like let's, let's talk about ingredients to actually look for on product labels. 
uh, one of the common things that people use are sunscreens, right? We're doing, we think we're doing a good thing. We're slathering it all over our children or on ourselves every day to protect from sun damage. And it's true, is the sun can create oxidative damage, free radical damage, speed up the aging process, lead to skin cancer, all those things. But we wanna be smart about what we're putting on our skin. One of the common ingredients in sunscreen, for example, is an ingredient called oxybenzone. Oxybenzone is a known hormone disrupting chemical. It's in the group of chemicals known as endocrine disrupting chemicals, EDCs. And so with EDCs, with endocrine disrupting chemicals, the problem is these chemicals can bind to hormone receptors, they can mimic hormones, and so they throw off our hormones. They've been associated with a number of different hormone issues from thyroid uh, imbalances to, to breast cancer, prostate cancer, a number of different health concerns. So we want to be careful with our exposure to these group of chemicals and they're in personal care products too. Okay, so I have a crazy life. Um, you know, the kids are driving me crazy. I'm trying to uh, figure out how I can feel better. And one of the things that's bothering me is the fact that I'm also looking older and my complexion is messed up. So I'm going to take this thing that's going to cover up this thing and at least make me feel pretty while I can go through my day. But because it's disrupting my hormones, it's making me feel moodier and most likely having me retain weight. So now the thing that I'm using to cover up my blemishes is making me fat, which is now also making me feel crappy about myself, right? Yeah. And so this, this loop, it doesn't, it, like, it doesn't support I know. itself, it's right? It's crazy. And you know, in my book, I talk about the underlying causes behind skin problems. And I, I talk about six root causes, and hormone imbalances are one of them. And it's one of the big things that causes acne breakouts, and then also with things like cortisol or adrenal hormones, those imbalances can cause problems with things like eczema. And then, of course, there's accelerated aging. That can be, hormone imbalance can be a cause of that. So then, mm. yeah, people are getting older, so they're using more skincare products to make themselves look better. But unfortunately, many of these products out there have hormone disrupting chemicals. And I know manufacturers say, oh, the amount that's in skincare products is not going to be a problem. But the concern that I have is that we are exposed to so many of these endocrine disruptors mm -hmm. in our environment, and our air, and our water, and our food, and our homes, and then in our personal care products. Mm -hmm. So we are being exposed to more of these chemicals now than we ever have because mm -hmm. new chemicals are being developed and then the old chemicals are still existing in our environment. They're not going away. And the ones that we've banned in our country are still existing in other countries and they travel over in clouds and when it rains, we get those chemicals. So we, we you know, instead of just being scared about it, just take charge of what you have control over. So the things you have control over in your environment are your personal care products, the water you drink, the food you eat, what you bring in your home. So I feel like that's where people should start as far as protecting and reducing their exposures. It's funny as you have these kind of built-in uh cognitive defenses saying like oh that sounds great if I lived in some sort of like happy hippie utopia where like you know I had rivers and streams and all this but like I live in my life and above but like if, you know what at the end of the day you're the only person that decides what goes on your face and you have that choice what goes in your mouth you have that choice and and what that disconnect I found with patients is is you know when before making that decision you just feel like come on 
right? And then after you make that decision, stick with that decision, it becomes so obvious that you already feel better and are looking better that it's like, oh my God, where else am I being an ostrich? Where else am I not looking at where I'm poisoning myself intentionally or at least unconsciously? Yeah. And and I know that there are also people out there going, yeah, but I can't give up my beauty products because they make me look good. Mm -hmm. um, and this is something that I encountered with my patients. And when I was working in and the Waldorf Astoria and St. Regis and these spas, a lot of my patients were asking me about skincare products. And I said, so well, choose the natural, non-toxic ones because we don't want these hormone-disrupting chemicals that you're exposed to. So then they came back to me and said, but I can't find any that, that really work. And so that's what I dug into the research and I found out what's gonna make natural skincare products work. Because I know not all of them are gonna make you look uh, it help you age gracefully. Some of them actually don't help at all. But I found that there actually are things that make the difference. That's why I created my own skincare line. So I know that there are ways that to have both the natural products that are effective. And so and I talk about in my book, I talk about the 20 ingredients to look for in the products to avoid. To avoid. And why? And why you want to avoid those 20, the top 20. And then I also talk about substitutions. Like I talk about how fragrance, for example, is one ingredient to watch out for. And you walk through Nordstrom's and you smell the fragrance. They're in so many of the products. Um, but the problem with the word fragrance is that it's an opportunity to hide a lot of ingredients that don't have to be put on the label. Mm. You just hide it under the word fragrance. And one of those is diethyl phthalate, which is a plasticizing agent, part of the phthalate family. Again, another one of those hormone-disrupting chemicals that we want to avoid. So I tell people to avoid synthetic fragrance. It's one of the things I talk about in the book. But then I tell you, but there are essential oils that you can use instead. So you don't have to smell like a hippie. You don't have to, you know, go oh natural, you know, if you want some nice scent, you can use essential oils. Mm -hmm. And there's some beautiful ones out there. Yeah, I, I've actually warmed up to a lot of essential oils. Cause you know, in the early days, everyone just smelled like patchouli. And right. you're like, oh, come on. You know, it's like, it's just like you're wearing your badge, right? You're like, okay, I know, I know where you stand, yeah. right? But now it's just like, wow, what is that fragrance? And mm -hmm. I've had people be like, oh, it's a, it's a blend of mm -hmm. ba 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 And you're like, well, that's really lovely, right? Right, yeah. And, and it doesn't really give nice you ones. a headache and it actually draws you in. And you're like, wow, that's, that's, nice like it's it's like the essential oil industry has also started to mature so it's not like one or two of these things where it's like oh you know frankincense and myrrh and now you smell like jesus right it's it's there's there's so many botanicals that are now being put into essential oils um and i'm, I'm a i'm a newbie in that world uh but i do enjoy it mm -hmm. and the other great thing about essential oils is that unlike fragrances you know fragrances there's the, all these downsides to them. Maybe you smell good, but there are all these downsides to them. With essential oils, you smell good and they actually can enhance the quality of your mm. skin if you're using the right essential oils and they have health benefits. So, mm. I mean, it's, you know, it's like, which, which do you wanna choose? And it, it really, really is about choices. Mm. So when we're talking about choices, a lot of what we put on our skin is obviously a choice, but it's also what we eat. Mm -hmm. Right in in what we ingest, what we drink, what we put in. How much you you know your your concept is clean skin from within, right? Mm -hmm. And so, what do we do from within? How do we start to build a culture around saying, uh, okay, I'm going to be beautiful from the inside out, and that starts with breakfast. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Well, in the book, I talk about there. I basically break it into four different components. There's clean body, clean mind, clean skin. I mean, sorry, clean plate and clean slate. So the clean plate is about the foods that you eat, the foods to eat, the foods to avoid. The clean slate is about the personal care products you use. Clean body is about reducing toxins in your in your home and your environment. 
know, air, water, food, those other places. Uh, clean mind is stress management and meditation, those sorts of things. So when it comes to clean plate, there are certainly foods that tend to flare up skin issues. And then there are foods that actually help nourish our skin from the inside out. One of the biggest problem foods for skin is probably not gonna surprise you, sugar. Yeah, so sugar, the, you know, we, there are a lot of issues with sugar. When it comes to skin, one of the, the most common skin condition in the United States is acne. And in fact, it's the eighth most prevalent disease worldwide <laughs> is, is it's acne. It's a disease. Yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's a pretty serious condition for, for some people. Um, and the biggest trigger food for, for acne is, is definitely sugar or foods that turn to sugar. So foods in the, that are high in the glycemic index. So what happens when you eat sugar is it increases your blood sugar and that increases insulin and increased insulin then and activates excess um, sebum production, oils in the skin, as well as androgen activity. And those are the two big things that trigger acne breakouts. Especially like cystic acne. Yes. Like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also it can flare up other skin issues like eczema, psoriasis, just because of the inflammatory nature of it. And it, because of the glycation issues that come from eating excess sugar, um, when you eat lots of sugar, it increases your blood sugar, causes glycation issues, which means glucose will bind to proteins in the body. In the case of skin, it's our collagen. The collagen is what gives our skin that nice firmness and texture. So when glucose binds to it, it makes it more rigid and less elastic, hence aging skin, wrinkles, sagging skin, those kinds of issues. So that's why we wanna be careful with, with sugar. And I'm not saying people have to give up sugar forever and always, but to be careful with it because it's really about how it impacts your blood sugar on mm -hmm. a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And if you, you know, especially if you have a special occasion coming up, maybe um, be aware of that you might break out an acne if you eat a bunch of sugar. So there's a vicious cycle with sugar, right? Because sugar is also like a drug, it's an upper, and people like get together and they crave sugar and it's part of like a social thing. It's like, oh, come on, it's your birthday, eat the cake, right? <laughs> and, and, and so then you do that and then, you know, a couple days later, your skin doesn't look as good, you don't feel good about yourself, so then you need to like do something to make you feel good about it. So it's like this yo-yo of self-worth right. that is also just kind of, you know, stuck on this cycle of suffering. Right, and that's why I tell you, be easy on yourself. Just use your skin as a tool. Don't don't beat yourself up because you made some mistakes and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh no, I'm just breaking out. Mm. But just you know, realize that your skin is giving you a message and then just do things differently mm -hmm. and moving forward. And, and so other foods to think about are dairy is another big one that's a trigger for some people. Not everybody have, has a problem with dairy, but I find that a lot of people do. It's one of the big trigger foods for for acne as well as things like eczema. And so we wanna be careful with dairy products and, and then also things like gluten can be a trigger for people, especially with psoriasis. So the, I, in my book, I talk about 10 foods to avoid. And I, I tell people to do it for two weeks because, and I have a two week program, because two weeks is a good amount of time to test it out and see what your trigger foods are, eliminate those, and then I explain to people how to reintroduce them to, and watch their skin, what to look for. So, um, and I also give lots of recipes because one of the big things in my practice is my patients would say, what am I gonna eat? How, how am I just gonna be, basically fasting and starving myself for two weeks because I can't eat these foods. And I mean, you and I know it's, it's definitely possible to still enjoy food and eat 
delicious meals without having these trigger foods. Well, and that's really it. It's just access to information to use ingredients <laughs> that don't poison you. Right, it's the same thing. It's like I could put different things on my face. One is poison, one is healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, I could go for the sugar cereal or I can go for the better breakfast. I could go for the toxic chemical on my face. And a lot of this is just habits, it's trance, right? Yeah. And so when you're eating better and you're starting to make these better decisions, I mean, you're saying two weeks, that's, that's a short amount yeah. of time. Two mm -hmm. weeks, whether, you know, whether you're doing this or not, two weeks from now, you know, you're gonna be two weeks older, right? <laughs> so you might as well try something different. Yeah. What typically happens uh, with people who have maybe some, you know, it's like I'm sure someone with psoriasis, it takes a minute longer, right? Yeah, right. If, if somebody has been really struggling with chronic skin issues for a long time, it's gonna, it probably could take two, longer than two weeks. But what people notice in two weeks is they start to see an improvement. And for some people, it's, in two weeks, their skin is just clear and glowing and it's great. Mm -hmm. For other people, they notice a difference and it's enough of a difference then to say, okay, what, you know, what part of this am I gonna continue long-term? Mm -hmm. And they're able to identify their big trigger foods, eliminate those, and then keep eating the foods that maybe aren't their trigger foods, and so they can modify their diet. Mm -hmm. and, and because it's really, it's really a jump start to a healthier way of living to help improve your skin, and also, when you avoid these trigger foods, because of what it does to your immune system and all the other root causes, it's gonna help you be healthier overall. You feel better, you're actually finding yourself having more clarity and focus, making better decisions. And then, you know, the, the thing that I really like about this is, you know, I think that most people just are atrocious at tracking. Of, of you know quantifying how they feel to see if things have moved right and so with the mirror and the face you have like real time feedback you know and and, and sometimes you don't like the feel like a lot of people have a hard time looking in the mirror because it's like mm -hmm. right there's that right and yeah. and so as you start to see improvement on the thing that matters to you most like the most intimate thing that you can do is look at your face in the mirror mm -hmm. and you start to see beauty kind of coming out from within. I mean, to me, that's such a feedback loop that will reinforce saying, hey, maybe I can keep doing this. Maybe, like, how yeah. much better can this get? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the reasons why I did, I do have the two-week program is, is what I was running in the spas that I was working, I was doing a two-week program for weight loss. And what people told me after after the end of the weight loss program, yeah, I lost weight, but you know the other thing I noticed was my skin cleared up and it looks more youthful and I didn't even know that was gonna happen. And mm. to me, I was like, yeah, of course, you're making other choices, of course it's gonna show up on your skin. Obvious. But to <laughs> other people, they're like, really? <laughs> We're surprised. Right. So that's why I, you know, I wanted to get this book out there for people to realize that, that there is another option. You, you don't have to just cover up with topical steroid treatments or or take you know Accutane or something along those lines for for acne there are other options at least start there and mm. see how that does and then if you still need medications they're available to you I and mean, as a naturopathic physician we really believe start with the least invasive medicine possible least invasive medicine possible and then if you need medications surgery whatever it is you can use those down the road, but there's so much that yeah. our body can do to heal itself. It, our bodies are very wise, and when given the right tools, we, you know, it's amazing what can happen. Mm. So you're a naturopathic doctor, and so most people 
go to allopathic doctors. And allopathy kind of came out of wartime medicine and it really became kind of the dominant thing when you say, I'm going to the doctor. You go to the, a person who's an allopath who has been trained in pharmacology, uh, as, as have we, but then prescribe drugs versus kind of, you know, diet and remedies and all that. And a lot of fun, fun, there's a lot of crossover now because functional medicine doctors mm -hmm. are just doing the right thing. Uh, but, you know, allopathy had its heyday in antibiotics, had its heyday in cortical steroid use and had its heyday when surgery started, you know, helping people more than killing people. And all of a sudden it was like, hey, wow, we're saving lives. This is cool, right? But if you look at what allopathy does now best, and you look at what most people are suffering from, which is chronic disease that has to do with lifestyle, um, there's a really serious mismatch. So people are going to someone for a solution from an allopathy-based thought pattern, which is like, okay, what do I do to like sandpaper this shit off my face and or cut off this layer of fat and or... So it's this aggressive way of thinking that can really be damaging because then you've got to keep going back for more of that because you're not changing the behavior, you're not changing the lifestyle, the root, right? And so as a naturopath, the simple solution first, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, with, there's so much that we can do with our diet, our lifestyle, stress management. To start there, and I know some people think that it's hard or it's complicated, but it's really not. Um, and you know, with 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 a book like this, it's, it helps you gradually kind of figure out how way you can make these changes you can make in your life. That it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be hard. And it shouldn't be. No, and, and it, it shouldn't, shouldn't be. And it's something for the whole family too. And that's, I have three kids and they're ages 10, 15 and 18. I can't believe I have an adult child now. <laughs> um, and, and you know, it's really for all of us. It's not just me. I'm not the only one following this. I raise my kids with these foods and mm. they enjoy it too. It's funny as you say it's hard, right? And my, my retort back when I was in clinic is, you know what's harder is looking at yourself in the mirror and not feeling good about yourself. Looking in the mirror and not loving what you see. Stepping on the scale and feeling ashamed of yourself and feeling like a loser. That's way or harder. Or being so tired that you can't get through the day. Or you're all this brain fog that keeps you from being able to do your job. Yeah. Or, or having zero fuse left at the end of the day and saying something you shouldn't have said to your wife or your kids or somebody because then you're just like in this place where like I can't, I don't even, I'm so sorry, I, I, I wasn't myself, right? And that's way harder coming back from being that person today than being the person who takes care of themselves and loves their, their body, loves their skin, loves themselves. And so, you know, there's a million ways to have this conversation, but the only way to benefit from this conversation is to step in and actually start doing some of these things that are supportive of a better future. And it starts with one decision at a time. So two weeks. I love I love that because it's you know you can do anything for two weeks except maybe except hold your breath right. <laughs> <laughs> you could do anything for two weeks. And so I want to uh, thank you for this. What I'm about to say is Trevor is offering her book right now, a beautiful book for free to my audience. You go to well.org/cleanskin and just put in your information. You got to pay shipping and handling. Look, it's going to ship to your house. So shipping and handling, it comes to your house. It's a beautiful book that has all of these recipes and all of the wisdom of a doctor who's run these miles in it. So I highly recommend you go grab yourself your free copy 
read it in two weeks. I'll do it with you. Hey, I mean, look, it's, it's two weeks. You're going to feel better. You're going to look better. What's the downside, right? And so it's, again, well.org slash clean skin. Uh, go get it now. She's running out of copies. I really, really want to make sure that my audience has this if they want it and starts doing it. I don't want this to be a paperweight on your desk. I want this to be something that transforms your life. And I believe in this. I know Trevor. I know how well she has done for people I've sent her in clinic over the years. Uh, you're going to look better. That's that's just what it boils down to. So do it. Okay. So um, man, I'm so like it's so hard to state the obvious over and over again. You know, at the end of the day, people just have to do it. But you've made it really easy by just putting a formula in the book together and saying, look, just eat this way, avoid these things, and suddenly you feel better. Yeah, and I, I also, what I do in this book is I talk about skin types. And I have five different skin types. I've basically redefined skin types because I was tired of hearing dry, oily, mature, sensitive, because it doesn't really help anybody but maybe an esthetician you know with a facial right mm. it doesn't really help address the root cause of what's going on so i renamed all the skin types they have human names so they're amber olivia sage heath and emmett because i did them based upon my some of my patients because i see people as people not not the disease or a skin type mm. and so i gave them all human names i have a very holistic Sweet. approach and so each of those skin types is a unique combination of underlying causes associated. That's how I group them, rather than just what it looks like on the, their skin looks like on the surface. For a dermatologist through a thingamabob. Okay, so I know we we're gonna play around a little bit. Um, <laughs> she's gonna put some stuff on my face and I'm going to uh, be a good patient and um, get my skin loved up over here. How so. are you feeling about your skin today, Patrick? I feel okay. You know, like I said, uh, you know, I had a five-day thing. We had wine, um, and I, it made me pay. So the night before, I have my my friend, the skin expert over here. I have wine, so I am mm -hmm. um, ready for whatever. So. Okay, you ready? Ready? Yeah. So glass? just explain what's happening, so I know. Okay. So I'm not going to cleanse your face, but I do have a cleanser. Um, one of the things that happens with cleansers is that people will. Um, use cleansers that really strip their skin. And so it takes out the, the beneficial oils and it disrupts the pH of the skin. This, the pH of our skin actually does best with a mild acidity. So in a 4.5 to 5 pH zone mm. is where it does best. Um, and a lot of the products out there actually have a high pH. So that bar of soap, stop doing that. Stop doing that. So I when stopped, it, I stopped. You have a bar for, for what it's worth, and I it stopped. lathers up, it has a really high pH. Mm. So it's completely disrupting the, the pH of your skin. Research does show that with the, the disrupt of the pH of the skin, it can age you faster. It can cause you to break out. It, it um, disrupts the skin microbiome, all the little microorganisms that live on and protect our mm. skin. It can disrupt that. So, so using a cleanser like this can really help and you know, as you've been finding, it helps um, because it's got beneficial oils in there. It's got the right pH, so it's not going to strip your skin. But it'll still cleanse it. Okay. Okay. And then we, um, and then there's step two with it, which is the antioxidant serum. And this is this is great because it absorbs pretty easily into the skin, and it doesn't have any of the toxic ingredients that many other serums do. But it uh, has a lot of antioxidants. So. Um, so I'm just going to put it on and it's, it's, you can tell it's like really light and it just absorbs right in. 
Okay. Okay. That feels good. And then, um, and then I have the moisturizer. So you already looked at. You already have some on, don't you? No. I no. Yeah, I do. I, I just put on my aftershave this morning. I didn't okay. shave for like five days. <laughs> I look like a burly dude. Uh, um, so today. Wait, and you I, smell? I do you smell that? Mm, it's nice. So those are essential oils. Mm -hmm. It's a nice light blend. Um, Ylang Ylang and bergamot fruit oil and it's nice, huh? Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. and so then this is the Globus. This is what we call our liquid gold, which is you just need a few drops of this. And um, what you do is you kind of warm it up in your hands. It's kind of cold in this room, so. <laughs> it's cold in this room. I'm, 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 trust me, I'm used to it, so. And then you just press it into your face. Oh, I've been and doing that wrong. your neck. I've been doing that wrong, because I've just been like. <laughs> so yeah. just press it in? Press it in. Okay. How do you feel? You're glowing. I'm glowing? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, this is <laughs> actually, this is exactly what I use. And um, it's amazing that someone got me to use cosmetic stuff because I was always kind of like a guy guy. I was just like, ah. Yeah. Right? And then I did it. And I was like, hey, hey, I kind of. I kind of do look better. <laughs> um, and so this is this is your line, actually. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, awesome. I've been using this for, God, it must be like just under a year now. Um, yeah. Getting there. And, um, yeah, I, I love I love the fact that I have my own, like, thing now. And my wife kind of sometimes steals it, and so we have to fight over it. So this is, I did this um, on somebody else's podcast the other day. They were saying, can you actually eat your products? Because, like. Oh, touche. Yeah. It actually tastes pretty good. Come on. Yeah. Want to try it? <laughs> Just put a drop on your tongue. Put a drop on my tongue. You put it in your salad dressing if you wanted to. Come on. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Pomegranate seed oil, cranberry seed oil. Tastes fine. Yeah? Yeah. It's like a yeah. light oil. No. Yeah. Hmm. Fancy. So the stuff that you, like, so the question is, how much lead is in the lipstick? How much like crap is in the food that, or in the, the cosmetics that we encounter? And if you get like, would you eat your mascara? Oh my Never. gosh. No, and you know what? There are better makeups out there now than, go with the mineral makeups, mm -hmm. not you. Go with the mineral makeups um, instead of some of these other toxic ones. There are some good mineral makeups out there. Um, we don't make makeup at this time. We might down the road, but um, there is, but, some of the worst ones are mascara and lipstick. Those are some of the worst ones. Mm -hmm. so especially with lipstick and lip gloss, because you're licking your lips, you're drinking, you're, you're ingesting what you put on your lips. So that one's important. You want to be careful. There's about. a statistic someone told me was um, that over the lifespan of a female's life, she typically will ingest, consume 10 pounds of lipstick because it's yeah. it's there. It's just going down. Right, right. Ten pounds of lipstick. Crazy. Yeah, I mean the thought of that just makes me kind of gag. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Men are swallowing it too. Yes, they kiss, are. Kiss your ladies. If they're lucky, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, I just want to reiterate this. It's uh, well.org slash clean skin to get your free copy of the book. Uh, and then you had what, like a, a serious discount on yeah. your cosmetic line too. So when people opt in and get the book and they they pay for the shipping they're going to then be offered a hundred dollars off this skincare system so it's normally 229 is only 129 dollars and how long does this last 
Um, it usually lasts people five, six weeks. Some people go through it quickly and in, in four weeks, but usually most people somewhere in there. Cool, yeah. cool. So uh, if you're looking for better skin and you're looking for a better way of doing it, highly recommend it. Start with the book. If you want the cosmetics, that's your choice, but free book from a smart doctor, get it. Trevor, yeah. love you. Love you too, babe. Great to have you here. Yeah. Yeah, thank you and I will see you next time. <laughs>